Gospel Message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. For God to finish your case this year. Oh, you are not hearing me. I said God is going to conclude your case this year. There will be nothing outstanding. You know it's very easy for God. That by the time we are doing crossover, you will look back and say, I don't know how it happened. Nothing outstanding. Nothing. Nothing outstanding. Everything I believe the Lord for, the Lord has visited me. And as I keep telling you, it's for one purpose. So that you will let the world know there's a God in Israel. There's a God in his church answering prayers and meeting needs of people. And you will be the next testifier in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this afternoon, I just want to share something a little bit with you from the scriptures. And uh, we'll put John chapter 5, verses 1 to 9 on the screen. And we will all try and read together. John chapter 5, verses 1 through to verse 9. Okay. Uh, let's have it in the New King James Version, if we may, please. All right. One, two, go. The ship gate, a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five pouches. In this lay a great multitude of sick people, Blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred. But I am coming Another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. Verse 9. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked, and that day was the Sabbath. And today is also the Christian Sabbath. I said today is also the Christian Sabbath. And verse 8 shall come to pass in your life. And what is verse 8? Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And of course, the first part of verse 9 shall also be true, which says, Immediately. Hallelujah. Father, breathe on your word. Give illumination. Give understanding. Explain to your people more than the words of man can explain. And let faith be birthed in our hearts. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. When we read verses of the Bible and Bible passages, usually, especially rather, the miracles and healings of our Lord Jesus Christ, there are many times that we have hidden in those passages some important lessons for us. Some of those lessons have to do with healing. Some have to do with miracle. But more often than not, God is saying unto us more than we are reading in the account of the story. And this simple story has got many truths embedded in it. Time will not permit me to share with you some of the things that I believe the Lord opened my eyes to in those nine verses. But we look at just a few of the verses, and I pray the Lord will speak to your heart through those verses in Jesus' name. Go to verse 3 for me, and then we look at one or two things there. In this place, or in that place, lay a great multitude 
of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, essentially all sorts were lying there. And dare I tell you that we are living in a world in which there are so many sick people, blind, that do not see their way in life, lame, they are powerless to rise up and possess their possession, paralyzed, they look, there's a difference in the Bible between lame and paralyzed. The lame are those ones that are probably limping. The paralyzed are those ones that probably have neurological problems that makes them to have no power at all. So, you know, if you're going to grade them medically, you know, those that are lame, you can grade them as like power two or power one, where those that have no power, the paralyzed are power zero. That is, they are seated there. And that is the different gradations of our human condition. There are people that are trying to reach where they are going, but their strength will not carry them. They are making efforts, but they are not reaching there. So by the special grace of God, we will pray into that this afternoon in the name of Jesus. But also more than us sitting here, more than people that we know, even nations are sick. Even nations are lame and and, and are in trouble. Spain is under trouble right now. Only God knows how they will resolve it. You use force, you get into trouble. You don't use force, you encourage anarchy. We now have bread You have heard of that before? Bread That is, now we have stepped into Brexit. We don't even know what the outcome will be. And don't fool yourself. Those politicians, they are not sleeping well at all. Because we have led ourselves down a alley, and we don't even know where it's going to end. South Korea is sleeping with one eyes open because the other guy across the border can wake up on the wrong side of the bed. That's if he has any right side of his bed. Cameroon is going through his own convulsion. There are so many problems in the world that we don't even hear of them anymore. We have the people that are the English-speaking or the French-speaking one trying to oppress the English-speaking one, and it's unending. You probably have heard of a country called Nigeria. With his own stack and stack of problems. Nearly unsurmountable problems. Nations are sick. Nations are in need of help. But the problem with, the, with, the, with this situation of nations and individuals is that as they are, they are only waiting for the moving of the water. You know what they are waiting for? Chance happening. Because most of these problems, they don't have coherent plan to get themselves out of it. There's no coherent plan for Nigeria to be delivered from the mess and morass that he has descended into. No coherent plan. Except God will step in. Except Jesus will speak and they will hear him. And they will hear him say, rise up, take up your bed and walk. Except those nations will get back on their feet. Many of them were called giants. They are small under the Lipushians now. Many of them are called great before we've decided to remove great from, this, from those names. Many of them, they have armadas before that were ruling the world, but they cannot stand there anymore. And of course, you are not separate from the nations of the world. We are not of the world, but we are in the world. And whatever is going on around in the world, we need to start paying attention. The world is convulsing. There's so many challenges, and the answer is in the church. Shall we make up our mind to give them the answers? Shall we make up our mind to be bold and confident and come up with, Lord, give me a solution for Nigeria. I will write them. Give me a solution for Britain. Give me a solution for Brexit so that it shall turn out well. Because that's why he has called you light of the world. Somebody in the same room with me. So brethren, I've come this morning first to challenge us. That problems are there and we must together find solutions to these problems. In the times past, the answers to problems were coming from the church. I just remember, somebody just told me a few days ago, the social work department, which probably accounts to, I don't know, it's a huge percentage of the budget of every Local government and of the national government in this nation, a huge part. After education and probably after policy, if not even more, because the way they spend money, you know where it started? It started in the church. It started in the church in Glasgow. There are some people, I think the brethren group, they were going around, they were seeing children that were destined to pick them up. This church, the church of our generation, shall rise up. 
We know someone who can tell them, rise up and walk. We know him. And the, the people will rise up and walk again. The days of destitution shall be over. In the name of Jesus. And remember, as I give examples all the time, if you are a channel by which someone is blessed, you are the first recipient of that blessing. I hope you know. So be a blessing. You will be blessed. When Abraham was blessed, the word of the Lord came unto him, and I will bless you. Bless is the one that blesses you. Curse is the one that curses you. And he concluded that and you will be a blessing. He said, through you, all nations of the earth shall be blessed. Through you, sitting down here, nations of the earth shall be blessed. They shall be blessed with salvation. Oh, you are not hearing me. They shall be blessed with salvation. I don't want to major in all the iniquities and all the things that should not be mentioned that is going on around in the world. Even in our own community. Abuse of children, abuse of men, abuse of women, abuse of authority, abuse of everything. But when Jesus comes in, he will make an end of all this oppression in the name of the Lord Jesus. I hope you know there will be a revival before it comes back. There will be one more time. Nations of the world will pay attention. They will pay attention one more time. That will be the final witness unto them that Jesus is Lord. And don't worry yourself about other religions. They are very temporary. Write it down. They were very, very temporary. And they will fold up. The Bible said they will be rolled up like a scroll. And then the son of righteousness shall come. And he shall appear in the sky. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And when he appears, appears, the Bible says he will consume the Antichrist with the brightness of his image. The Lord is coming back. But while we are waiting for him, take a stand for him. Let's stand tall. Let's stand strong. Let's believe him with all our hearts. Many of us, we are already overcome by the circumstances and situations we are going through. That we change from today in the name of Jesus. And you yourself, you to start with you, we get up and walk. You will walk. You will walk again. Let's look at verse 5 very quickly. Let's keep verse 4. Just look at one or two things there. Verse 5, please. Of, um, verse 5 of John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 5. Now, um, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. Hallelujah. What did this man have? Infirmity. Now, it is, it, strictly speaking, he was not lame. What he had is, the Greek word for it is asthenio, that is, like, you know, when you say asthenic, that is weakness. It was just generally weak. So his problem was not local, was not localized, his problem was systemic. So there was something wrong with him, but whatever, you know, the devil is a wicked devil. Whatever we keep a person so weak for 38 years, I mean, you've been in bed with flu for two days. This man, weak for 38 years, die, he will not die. Live, he will not live. That's what the devil does. Another woman was banned for 18 years. The Bible said this daughter of Abraham who was bent, another word for it, who was folded for 18 years. Why shall the son of God, why shall she not be set free? So this man that had infirmity for this long time and has a systemic problem is also speaking unto the problems in the world. Most problems in the world, they are not local, but they are systemic. Did you hear what I said? They are systemic. Systemic means that it's something that is causing, you might be seeing the symptoms somewhere, you might be seeing the tiredness, but something deeper is behind it. Britain's problem is not immigration. There are deeper issues. Britain's problem is not Europe. There are deeper issues. Even, surprise, surprise, Nigeria's problem is not corruption. There are deeper issues that made them, they've been fighting it, they will never win it until the heart of man is changed. Corruption is born out of a wicked heart. It's born out of an insensitive heart. And until everywhere that is preached and said, be delivered from your wickedness, put all the system in place. We had a copy of the same government, a lot more energetic at that time, with a different setup as a military government. 
Some of us are old enough to know when they call it war against indiscipline in the country Nigeria. We are not from that country. There was a time the military government was there and they were trying to straighten everybody up. People were not queuing. People were very disorderly. So they said war against indiscipline. And we were queuing. Only that the queue did not last. We were only queuing because they were holding buttons and horse whips to keep people in line. That's not to make people queue. Indiscipline does not get driven out by corporal punishment. Indiscipline must be taken out of the heart. With all those efforts, 30 years have passed. The indiscipline has multiplied. Systemic problem. Infirmity is eating deep. Kept him there. He was looking at other places. God was looking at other places. Many of us, our ancestral problems, until they are resolved, it will remain weakness in our lives. Some of us, our past circumstances and situations, not necessarily sinful situations, not necessarily even your error. It might have nothing to do with you. As long as those things are not dealt with systemically, as long as we don't get to the root of it, we will not be able to move forward. Many times, people are too busy changing the route, or the Americans will call it the route, instead of dealing with the route. Trying to change how we do things. It wouldn't work. It had a systemic problem. Is there a systemic problem in the church? Is there a systemic problem where people are not getting saved in this city? Is there a systemic problem where there's up and down in our affairs? He that said, rise up and walk, is going to speak today. And his voice, you and I, will hear in the name of Jesus. Now, I want us to also look at something about this man. Even though he had this problem for a long time, I want to point a few things to you that comes with long-term problems. Because we need to pray about them. If there's any prayer we're going to pray today, it will be those things to pray them out. Number one, when a person has a long-term problem, he suffers what is called exhaustion. He's physically exhausted. He's gone around looking for answers many a times in the wrong places. The little energy he has, he has, look at that man sitting by the pool of water. Expecting to crawl and outrun those who will get it. The master had no chance. He had no chance at all. So, emotional exhaustion, depression, they are all part of the package of having been in a condition for too long. Financial exhaustion. All the money. Oh, in my time, I've seen people being in trouble. Some of them in extended family. How someone is doing so well reduced to nothing because of a problem in the family. Sold everything. Lost job. I'm really angry at the devil. And I hope you'll be angry at him. I'm going to take a stand against him in the name of Jesus. This man was exhausted. And may I also give it as a caveat. If you see someone that has been in a long-term problem, please don't be too quick to suggest solutions to them. They probably have tried everything you are going to tell them. When people come in to, for guidance and counseling, I zip my mouth. A man came one time. Thank God he's become testimony, you know. And I remember, it's going to maybe 11 years, one of our brothers brought this person, one of our ordained ministers that brought him to, uh, to, uh, to just say, look, he said, this brother, sir, he's been everywhere. He's fasted, he's done this, he's done that. And um, they still believe in God for the fruit of the womb. Believe me, by the time he finished talking, my heart was just broken. I, I don't know what to tell him. And so I sat down there, just praying in my heart. I, I just couldn't see anything. I, what did I tell him? They've been to the doctors. They tried IVF a few times, never worked. Uh, they've been to the redemption camp. They've laid hands upon them. And little me, what am I going to do? Got no clue. And so it's just going to be preponderous me. It was now start telling, do this, do that. And God used that to teach me a lesson on how to keep quiet, and, and so I listened. And by the special grace of God, I said, and I confess, I, I think I got, grew emotional on that day. You know, sometimes when God wants to help people, it will touch your heart. I believe God touched my heart on that. I just told them, I said, to be honest, I don't know. Unfortunately, I can't relate to what you are doing. If there are some other things I can relate to, I can relate to accident, I can relate to death, uh, got a few of that, I can relate to poverty, but this one, you know, I can't relate to it. But as we are talking, the only thing that came to my heart is that one solid month, go and just praise God. 
God was faithful. I didn't hear anything from them for up to two years. It was literally, we were talking in passing, that the brother that brought them and said, ah, that child is one year old now. Ah, ah. Those, they belong in that problem. They don't need cancer. Did you see that Jesus didn't give him cancer? Jesus didn't give him story. He gave him solution. And many times we are too quick to tell them, I know somebody somewhere. All you need is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he came onto the scene and helped this particular person. Exhaustion is common. Number two, discouragement is common. And for exhaustion, you don't need to put the Bible verse up. You can look at Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, where it says, hope deferred make the heart sick. And when you want has waited, has waited, has waited. Another one is discouragement. People don't have the drive to go on anymore. Numbers 21 verse 4. Numbers 21 verse 4. Then the journey from Mount Or by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom and the soul of the people became, everybody together, on the way. We get discouraged. And when somebody is discouraged, please don't try in your own strength to encourage them. In actual fact, you can make it worse. It's almost like do nothing. What people need most in their difficult season of life is your prayer. At least take them to Jesus who can tell them to rise up and walk. Because of our time, another one I want you to look at before we go to the latter part and close is cynicism. Cynicism is I believe, but they become cynical. Well, preacher, and I'm, I'm not surprised if there's so many cynicism in the room or a few cynicism in the room. Oh, well, so I had the message before, but we've seen nothing. And it takes God to break that. That's why I said these are the hindrances that the enemy can use to stop us from stepping to where we ought to be. Thank God. You know, Jesus ignored all the errors of this man. Ignored his era because he was cynical. That's why it was saying, if I want to turn to the water, order. Jesus asked him a simple question. What do you want me to do for you? The man was going on about stories. Things will change for you. And it shall not be on your time. It shall be on his time. Oh, you didn't hear me. It shall not be by your effort. It shall be by his grace and mercy. Because if he were to tick all the boxes, I'm sure we will be here until he comes. But irrespective of the boxes you do not tick, the Lord himself will get you back on your feet in the name of the Lord Jesus. You that you are neck deep in debt, D-E-B-T, miraculously before the end of this year, if you will put your hand in Jesus' hand, it will bring you out. It will bring you out. Just overnight, it will turn it around for you. Go to verse 6 very quickly for me, and then I begin to round up. Without any doubt, you will walk again. I say you will walk again. In fact, you will run and you will fly in the name of the Lord Jesus. And for the nations that we are spoken about, Britain will be great again. This nation will walk again in the name of Jesus. The giant of Africa will be giant again. The leading country, the first one amongst the colonial ones, Ghana, that started off so well, just probably crawling up, it will do well as well in the name of Jesus. Wherever nation you came from, Scotland will be the land of the book again. Wales will be the land of revival again. Oh, you are not hearing me. I said that I shall be walking again in the name of the Lord Jesus. You shall walk again. You shall walk again. It's not the dream you had, the dream you had of yourself when you started out. But that dream will be rekindled again. Life will come back again. Jesus is not glorified in our sorrow, in our pain. He's not come to give you sorrow and pain. He's come to liberate us. And liberated we shall be. Liberated we shall be. In the name that's above all names. In verse 6 it says, When Jesus saw him lying there, and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time. How did he know? By revelation? Possibly by the man's attitude. Possibly by the look on his face. The look of, uh, if you know my trouble, 
And may I suggest unto you, we touched on that journey workers meeting this morning. It's sometimes good not to hide where you are. I don't know how that man communicated apart from revelation the Lord Jesus Christ had. There was something about him that drew Jesus. I'm sure he didn't put up a false, okay face. I'm sure he didn't try to appear as if he has it sorted. Oh, not to suggest that we should go with all our problems written all over us. But there are moments in which we need to be real with him who can help us. I believe that man was real. Please go back to your closet today. Be real with him. Tell him you are tired. Tell him you have had enough. It's too good to ignore that. It's too good to ignore that. Tell him I've tried everything. Sometime passed, I was praying about a few things. I said, Lord, I've not even, I threw everything. I threw fasting. I threw prayer. I threw vigil. I threw everything. I said, Lord, I've not even asked you, how will I come out of this? So you go back today and be yourself like a child. If you have to cry, cry. That man did something attracted Jesus. I'm sure there are many people there because only one person can be touched at a time. And if there are whatever number you want to put, 20, 30, 10, 5, at least he was not only. Why was he? Something drew Jesus. May something drew Jesus, draw Jesus to you today. Maybe marital problem, may God cause something in you to draw Jesus onto your condition. Jesus Christ mentioned that. He said there were many widows in Israel in those days, but it's only one widow. Elijah was sent. What drew God to him. That's what, that's what I always pray. I say, Lord, we teach and we preach about do this, do that. Above all things, there's something called grace that makes you to bypass all our inadequacies and you touch out at us. But I think the greatest of that is our heart of simplicity. Luke chapter 18, beginning from verse 1, don't open unto it, it's verse 3. He said that, he said that it's unless you are converted and be like a little child. When a child is pain, does the child pretend when a child is in trouble, does the child try to sweet talk you? The problem with children, they cry too much. And if he then says that if you want to inherit the kingdom and the things of the kingdom, learn to cry to God. Learn to cry to him. He's waiting for your cry. Don't keep, many of us, we have too many human counselors. Too many human counselors. Parents are counseling. Friends are counseling. Grandparents will join in. Including Pastors. Except for some of us that we're trying to roll back and put people in God's hand. Can we do anything? Nothing. That the GO runs a system. You've got a long story to tell it. He doesn't listen to story anymore. At the end of every story, what is the conclusion? Let us pray. After all, he's not going to do it. But sometimes, I guess, you know, we must give room for people to unburden their hearts. But above all things, above all things, I plead with you. Place your heart and your life in Jesus' hand. Anything you are struggling with is more than able to liberate you. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Something in this man drew Jesus. Something in you, I repeat again, we draw Jesus today. So he knew that he's been in that condition a long time. And since Jesus does not walk away from pain and from those who ask him for help, Jesus said to him, do you want to be made well? Can anybody explain that statement? Why would Jesus ask that? Do you want to be made well? Why did the Lord ask him, do you want to be made well? Do you want your family members saved? Do you want your business to prosper? Do you want your finances? And he knew all things that you wanted it. Why did Jesus say, do you want to be made well? He wants you to confess it. Possibly. Do you want to be made well? And the man had the opportunity to tell story. He was saying, did he answer the question? He did, actually. Cutting some slack. Thank you. The sick man answered him. Sir, the beginning of that statement that he did say is that, hey, I want to be made well, but I have no man to put me in. So put that there. It's only fair to put it there. And many a times when God is asking us direct questions, it's important to give direct answers. He's still in the business of helping those who cannot help themselves. 
The long and short of this man is two failures. One, he cannot help himself. And number two, human beings cannot help him. Human beings cannot. He said, I have no one to put me into the pool. I will conclude with that in a minute. But above all things, I'm pleading with you again. May the Lord make it possible for you today that you will rise and walk again. Amen. And if you think you're already rising and walking, please pray for nations. Pray for this nation. Pray for your nation of birth or origin. No, but above all things, please don't keep quiet. Rise and walk. Rise and walk. Rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. A person that is carried around is a liability. You will not be a liability. Before they say two things, your case comes up. It shall be no more. Before we say two things, your testimony that will come up. You know, some people, they even avoid some gatherings because they, they are insensitive. People, they keep mentioning their challenges. That's not all to be. But as long as challenge is there, we just turn on to God. I say, look, shut their mouth. Lord, I'm tired of always mentioning my challenge. Somebody happens to be, you know, you know, sometimes we need to be very sensitive. You know, you need to be very sensitive. God is in the business of turning bad stories around. And it's starting with you today. Okay, where were we? Verse 7, and then verse 6, then verse 8, and then our time is fast spent. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Because of my time, I will quickly take the three main words there and say one or two things about them, and then we will pray. Number one, rise. Amen. Rise means that get up from the place of despondency and start taking some actions. Rise. Get up from the place of despondency. Rise means genuinely start visiting the recruiters again. Book an appointment. Is anything changing your CV? I just want to sit across because he has told you to rise. So you will rise today. Rise means that you apply one more time, maybe to buy that house, even though you tried before. They say you didn't have enough deposit. Book another appointment. That's what it means to rise. Rise means that not just because you, you want to satisfy someone who said it, you start properly shopping around for baby's clothing. Genuinely shop around for wedding suits. Genuinely, and not because, you, let it come from your heart. That's what it means to arise. Rise means that you start purposing your mind that that business, you will even start looking for money to put into it. It seems to have failed, but Jesus is now saying, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. It's about time for us to rise up and walk. But let me take this man's statement in... Verse 7. Don't go back to it. The man said something very funny. And do you know that we all said that as well? What did he say when the Lord asked him? What is the center of his statement? I have. He was talking about what he did not have. You know many people are saying, I have no money for that procedure. Some are saying, I have, um, I, you know, I have no qualification I have no money for the business. I have, I have, I have no, I have no, I have no. Today is your I have no will be relevant. Whatever you don't have, you have Jesus. Jesus was standing at the mind saying, I have none. You have everything. And so when we begin to call upon him, he who is more than able to turn everything around, we turn it around for you. All right? Take up your bed. I'll close on that one very quickly. Take up your bed. What does it mean? And he said, take up your bed. And you know, the, the bed he took got him into trouble, if you know the story. Because when he took up the bed, the, 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 the leaders in the church, as it were, they said, why was he carrying his bed? It's actually not a bed, it's a mat. I don't know why they don't call it a bed. Nobody carries bed to the water side. It's just a mat. It's a roll-up mat. And anyway, do they really have bed? They don't have mattresses. And if they have, you don't know. They don't. 
And uh, whatever they had for bed, they, do, they just raised platforms. They mold something, and that's what they had. Anyway, so he, he, he rolled up his mat, and then eventually got to the temple and got into trouble, and they were talking. I believe when God sends this words unto us, it means every part of it. When he says, rise, take up your bed, you will also take your bed. You know what the, bed, you know what the mat is? The mat is a reminder, a reminder of his pain. The mat is a reminder of where he was coming from. That mat was probably totally worn out. But Jesus, he could have said, rise up and go. The Lord knew the law. Apart from the fact that he probably wanted to teach the Pharisees that it's Sabbath. But more importantly, there was a reason behind take up your mat. Take that with you to remind you of where you are coming from. You know your mat? It might be that hospital diagnosis. Please don't throw it away. We will need it when you are standing here to testify. And say, see this x-ray. And see this one. That's your mat. Keep the mat. All the red bills, keep them. You are coming back here to show us the red bills. And I've told you before, some of you don't even know red bills. Hallelujah for your life. I got red bill. I told you, I know there's something after red bill. You remember what is after red bill? There's a white bill. You go back to white. There's no green bill. Now, the white bill, usually in those days when BT gives you, means that your case has been passed on to collection already. And also your case has been passed on to the credit rater's experience. And so your credit starts going down. It was so bad, I couldn't check my credit rating. What will you do checking your credit rating? And they're now begging me to come and do my credit rating. I did it on my app one time, I won't tell you. What I'm telling you is that I had, I'm telling you, my old mat. I wish I could bring those mats here to show you that I'm not lying. Keep your mat. Don't be afraid of them. Keep all the things that you are going through now because very soon there will be this basis of your testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. And walk me, stand up, and move forward. Don't be stagnated where you are. And today we shall walk. I said we shall walk. And the nations shall walk. But number one, every form of exhaustion shall be replaced with strength. Every form of cynicism shall be replaced with faith. Because the prayer today will not be a long prayer, just one prayer. But we need to pray those things that will hinder those prayers, that particular prayer being answered. Are you ready to pray with me? So that cynicism will go out of your life, discouragement will fly out. Every form of exhaustion will be replaced with strength. Rise on your feet with me and call on the name of the Lord. Give him thanks for this afternoon. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. We've not done too badly with time at all. Just give thanks unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give him praise in the house. Give him praise. Because today... There shall be a turning around concerning your circumstances. Whatever you have been battling with, morally, whatever you have been battling with, spiritually, whatever you have been battling with, there must be a turnaround. Things cannot and shall not remain the same. You will walk. You will walk in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to now pray that the Lord himself will remove every form of weariness from our lives. Amen. Where you are tired, it will give you strength. Amen. Where you feel so choked up and unable to move again, strength will come in the name of Jesus. Amen. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall run and not faint. They shall... Walk and not faint, they shall run and not be weary. Hallelujah. So when you begin to walk one more time, there shall be no weariness for you in the name of Jesus. So you will speak unto yourself that every form of weariness and tiredness in you submit to the strength of Jesus right now. Every past weariness, every present weariness, including future weariness, be subject unto the strength and the power of God. 
I shall be tired no more. I draw strength from the Lord. Lift up your voice and turn that to your own prayer in your own way. Very quickly. And begin to pray along that line that the Lord will deliver you from all forms of discouragement. Oh, for the man was discouraged. He's seen all sorts of things. But thank God, Jesus bypassed all that. Jesus, look beyond that. Some of you, you have fought battles. You are so tired, you can't fight anymore. It might be a battle against an organization. It might be a battle against a court. It might be a battle against the government. They have been troubling you today. You will rise and walk in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, the hand of the Lord is here. I can sense, I can feel his power and his presence here. Begin to pray against unbelief. Another word for cynicism. You will not be filled with unbelief. Faith will come into your heart. And Christ shall be glorified in your life in the name of Jesus. Call on him, brothers. Call on him, sisters. Thank you, Father. Receive strength right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. May I tell you one more time. You are coming back in the name that's above all names. With your mat in your hand. And with you walking. A step at a time. One person at a time. The Lord is bringing us out of trouble. And by his mercy you shall be next in line. In fact, your own day has come as well in the name of Jesus. The man was discouraged because some of his friends that went there with him and some of the friends that he made there, they left him there. You feel people have left you in that condition. But the man of Nazareth is here today. Jesus Christ the Lord. And you will hear rise up and walk. I say you will hear rise up and walk. And walk you will in the name of the Lord Jesus. I want you to pray this one prayer. I want you to pray this one prayer. And that prayer is, Lord, I heard your voice. I will first explain it to you and then I will dictate it and you will pray it energetically. Maybe for a minute, maybe two. And then I will pray for us. You will pray along the line that God, Lord, I've heard your voice. And I'm rising up in response to your voice. And in the name of Yeshua, the son of the living God, I will pick my mat and I will walk. If some of you want to do a prophetic thing, you can walk around spiritually speaking, prophetically speaking. You can jump up because strength has come now. There's always strength for anything we do in life. Even to prosper. He said it is God who gives you what? Power to prosper. To conceive. He said and he receives strength to conceive. Is somebody listening unto me? So all things in life require strength. He said and you shall receive power that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power to preach. You need power to do things. And so power as you prayed energetically on Friday and that was a wonderful meeting. I followed throughout for the two hours that three hours you were here on my feet and it was beautiful. Even where I was, many miles away, I mean, I could feel the anointing in the room. It was glorious. Everything you prayed along that line of power, that power shall surface in your life today. That power shall surface. In fact, you will remember October 2017 for good. Because it's the month your story eventually changed. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's only believers that shall be receivers. Are you a believer? You will be a receiver. I say one more time. October 2017 will be a month we remember for good. In the name of the Lord Jesus. God has still got 72 hours or there about to finish your case. And he will finish it gloriously. Oh, he will finish it. He will finish it. That's why he asked me to come and tell you to rise up and walk and walk your will in the name of the Lord Jesus. So you lift your voice and say, Father, I heard your voice. 
that I should rise, take up my mat, and walk in the name of Jesus, in obedience to your word. I rise up right now, pick up my mat, and I step forward walking, walking into my blessing, walking into my spiritual growth, walking into my ministry prosperity, walking into my financial liberty, walking, 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 walking. Rise up and walk right now. Walk, walk in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are not stagnated there anymore. You have been in that condition a long time. The masters know you have been there a long time. You don't need to convince him. He knows. He knows. Oh, he knows. He knows. He knows. He knows. And he can't have you in that condition anymore. He can't have you stagnated anymore. He can't have you with that astenia anymore. That infirmity cannot continue. No, 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 no. Scotland, you will not be sick anymore. United Kingdom, you will not be sick anymore. Nigeria, you will not be sick. Ghana, Cameroon, Zimbabwe, Kenya, South Korea, America, all over as many nations represented. Rise up and work in the name of Jesus. Yes, come on. Walk, 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 walk. Yes, walk because the strength of Jehovah has come right now. All things are passed away, all things have become new in your life. Repoto Mosandariakaya, Zakata Yaliba Mosokoriate Yelede, Zeprotayaka, Rasakataya Lede, Inzendalika Likra Poto Yalia, Ezia Rekata, Mahaka Krote Yele, Mozo Protaya Lika Zantrea, your children, your children, your children, they shall work, they shall rise up and work in the name that's above our name, Ezoporita Hila Hela, Hasia. Come and call on the name of the Lord. This is, yes, this is a Sunday side, but it's a believer's meeting. Let's press in. Pray as a believer so that you can be a receiver. Pray, 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 possess your possession. Today is your day of rising. It's your day of walking. In Sakara, Arika Tayala, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Begin to bring your prayer to a close. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I don't know if you are the person. The Lord showed me that earlier on. You had kind of a tummy ache, and it bent you double over. The Lord remembered you, and from now on, you will be straight. If you are the person, all other hands, if you are the person, please lift your hand. I can identify you had this crushing tummy ache that bends you over. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Take a describe it as best as I can. Thank you, Jesus. All right. If you are not here, maybe another part of the building, we send word unto that person right now. And let there be a rising in the name of Jesus. You shall be bent double over no more. The Lord also wants to touch pains in the life of people. Physical pain. You know, we all carry one form of pain or that, but physical pain. Maybe in the limbs, maybe in the back. If you're in that category, just lift your hand right now. The healer is in the house. Yes. Lord, touch your people, I ask. You have proposed in your heart that you want to do great and mighty things here today. Do it, oh God. Heal your people. Heal your people. Heal your people. As many as have been infirm because of this particular pain that you know for sure, my Savior, let them rise and walk right now. And you will never be down again in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Lift your two hands to heaven. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Father. Lord, I speak into eye pains right now, especially left eye pain. Lord, touch that person right now. Whatever the diagnosis of the doctor, Lord, you are bigger. You are greater. The great healer you are, touch your people. Heal right now. Since today is the day of rising and walking, I'm believing, Lord, for every long-term issue in our midst. And long-term can be just a few months. Can even be just a few weeks. It's a long time enough. Oh, talk less of years. Today, the Lord knows we are there. And his hand is upon you. Father, 
thank you. We give you worship, honor, and praise. I stand in the name that's above all names. And I decree and declare over your son, first of all, every form of pain in our physical bodies, let them receive the touch of the Lord right now in the name of Jesus. And you will be made free. If the son shall make you free, you will be free indeed. Receive freedom right now. Receive liberty right now in the name of Jesus. And as many as have been too long in their condition, and the master has turned up where we are just waiting for a chance. Maybe something will just happen. We don't need to wait for chance anymore. We now have certainty. And the certainty is in the word of the master. And by his power and by his name I say unto you, you will rise, you will take your mat, and you will walk in the name of the Lord Jesus. I say one more time. Though you have confessed it, I join my faith with yours. As you join your faith with mine. I say one more time. We shall rise. We shall take our mats. And we shall walk in the name of the Lord Jesus. No more infirmity. No more limitation. No more financial infirmity. No more career infirmity. This city that has been sick with economic problems. Abadi, rise up and walk. This city that has been sick with all forms of addiction and all forms of unbelief. I speak to your soul, Abedin. Rise up and walk in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I speak of the nations of the earth. I use United Kingdom and Nigeria's points of contact. From today, oh, he said, fear not only little flock. It's your father's will to give you the kingdom. We may be just a little flock here, but he says, it's our father's will to give us even the request that we ask for. We pray for big things, pray for big nations, and small we hear today. But Lord, you answer when we call. So I speak to these nations, I say, rise up and walk in the name of the Lord Jesus. You shall be prostrate no more. You shall be supine no more. You shall be lying, no, lying down and trampled upon no more in the name of the Lord Jesus. And Father, I pray, we shall remember your goodness that we shall experience today. And we shall all come back testifying. Come and see what the Lord has done. Father, we thank you. We give you all the honor and glory. Jesus' mighty name we pray. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.